Welcome to another episode of Pitland Parlay. I am your host, Mike Chokum. Frenchie is here. This is because I was texting Frenchie about this yesterday. Episode number 676. And Frenchie, I have a trivia question for you before we get into the non-racing questions. How many episodes have I not appeared on? Oh, darn. That was something I thought about yesterday when I asked you about how many I had been on. How many have you not appeared on? I'm going to guess six. Seven. You were close. Heck yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. So we're going to do a bunch of IndyCar news today. Screw talking about F1. There's not much going on right now anyway. And I have some very challenging non-racing questions to ask you to start. We won't take too long with this. We'll just kind of see how it goes. First one, is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't consider it to be one. Okay, why? I'm just Just curious. Honestly, I'm just curious. For some reason, I also don't consider a hamburger to be a sandwich, but I guess it technically is. But yeah, like when you look on a menu, I'm just going to use Cheesecake Factory as an example because I had a gift card and used it there recently. There's a sandwiches section, and then there's like a burger section. Okay. So sometimes menus, I think, put handhelds as an all-encompassing term. And I don't know why it's different, but I guess in my mind it is different. I guess it could be a sandwich because it's meat between bread. Right. But for me, instinctively, I I think of a hot dog as like a whole separate category of things. I I go back and forth on this. Like I was listening to an old off-track episode this weekend when girlfriend was at work and I was at the dog park and just like popped in. I, cause I was thinking about it this weekend cause they had that debate. I mean, it was years ago at this point. I say it is a sandwich, but maybe we should change the word sandwich to handheld something or other. Like you said, like on the, the cheesecake factory menu, because if it's every other definition, yeah, the role is slightly different. It's not technically two pieces of bread, but I guess if you're splitting hairs, that's the one difference. Okay, we're going to move on. We're not going to spend the whole time talking about this specific topic. And I have a list here. This is 255 different questions. I'm not asking 255. So let's see here. We are skipping past that one because I just asked that one. What celebrity do you think you look like or have some has somebody ever said you look like? Yeah, I've been told two. Um, okay. and I don't know how I feel about either one of them. Okay. I've been told John Mulaney, the uh the comedian, stand-up comedian, yeah. Uh I've been told that a couple times at different parties and stuff. And then I've been told and I can't Ed Helms, the Andy from the office. I've been told that too. I don't see either. If if I was going to like pick, I would say Ed Helms more than John Mulaney. But yeah, I I see. I I understand your point. I it's been a long time. This was when I was in high school. Actually, it was the first girl I ever kissed. Told me I looked like Josh Hartnett. Hey, yeah, he hasn't He's been around in a long drop, time, right? Yeah, I, I'm not, not as good looking as him. Maybe that's why after, maybe that's why after a week I was like, please leave me alone. And then she never talked to me again. So, you know, maybe she wised up. 
Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I know who this guy is. Yeah. All right. This is another Did you have food a mustache point. in high school. No, I can't even grow facial hair now when I'm 36. Okay. I just he has a mustache in like every picture yeah. I see of him. <laughs> okay. I have two more. One more is one is a food question. Speaking of, we'll go back to sandwiches. Do you cut your sandwich? So imagine a square. Do you cut it right down the middle or do you cut your sandwich diagonal? Honestly, I don't even usually cut it. I buy pre-sliced rolls and Mm. it's just a roll, not a piece of regular bread. So I don't need to cut it. But if I were to have a sandwich on just a piece of regular bread, I think I'd cut it uh, vertically, not diagonally. Diagonally is the way to go. hundred percent. I will. I would rather. I'm not saying like we need to debate that, but I would rather debate that than the hot dog is the sandwich one. All right. Last one. There's some real ridiculous questions on here. I want to ask you this Taylor Swift one, but neither of us know enough about Taylor Swift music to actually make an interesting. I may now because of my almost wife. Yeah, we'll skip it. I don't. You would need to know like every one of her albums for this question to oh, okay. to be worth it for both of us. And not at that level. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you excited for the wedding? Are you are, are the nerves starting to kick? We got what like two weeks, two weeks and two yeah, and like half two weeks. and a half weeks. I guess as this is coming out, probably closer to two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, uh, there are certain things that I'm nervous about, but not the wedding itself. Really, like there are little aspects of it that I'm yeah focused on that are nerve wracking, but I'll, I'll keep those to myself, I guess. Not, not anything like doubts or cold feet. I don't want anyone to think that that's what I'm talking about. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I was just looking this weekend at what time, what train, what time train we're going to take down Friday for everything. I think we're going to take like, it's either like 12 o'clock or one o'clock that gets us there. 2.30 or 3.30 or something like that. So that way we get there in plenty of time. Okay. Last question. (laughs) I, you know what? Let's, yeah. Okay. Let's do this. You get, I'm going to modify this question because it's, will take too long. You're granted two wishes. A, what are the wishes? And B, you cannot ask for unlimited or more wishes. That's fine. I think I would ask for some kind of windfall of money. Yes. Like a significant amount of money. So the for yourself. That would for yeah, for myself. And then just so I could also give it out to others if I you know, if I was able to ask for enough, like pay off some debts for people and kind of do that kind of stuff donate to charity whatnot yeah if i have enough money maybe i can give elon a run for his money and become really rich and create my own yeah ex competitor anyway what else would my second wish be i think i'd just wish for good health for i don't want to say like just the people i know but i guess (laughs) like the world honestly like i would just hope that we people are in good health i don't know you could wish for no more war or something like that. It's very broad, but some of these things I think are just kind of inherent to human nature. So I don't know. All right. I'm going to give myself a lot of money as well. And you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to say 
let's let I'll have one altruistic one and say world peace. Let's get rid of all the ridiculous wars going on out there, and I'm going to leave that at that. And my second wish will be for motorsports to be as popular as the NFL. I'm not saying oh, more wow. popular, just as popular. See, I'm conflicted on that. And I think that has to do with my personality that I oh, like I know. being into a little niche kind of thing and knowing a lot about something that maybe other people don't so I can introduce them to it. I enjoy that. Sure. But I do understand that if we were to live in an ideal world, I guess motorsports would be that popular. All right. What's our first topic of the day? Well, I guess we're going to talk about some stuff that we missed previously. Yeah, because we took last week off. Exactly. So the first bit that we will get to regards our dear co-host, David Malukas. Unfortunately, everyone I'm sure knows by now that he injured his wrist, right, on a bike uh circumstances are not really relevant what happened there or you know what i mean he he hurt himself riding a bike training for the season and it's unfortunate he had to get surgery um surgery went well from what we know but we've got news that callum eilat is going to replace mr malukas in his aero mclaren entry at the upcoming hybrid test at homestead it does not mean that he will be replacing David for St. Pete or any of that kind of stuff, but we know that David needs some recovery time. And obviously, Callum has some recent IndyCar experience. So, could be, but maybe they're going to evaluate him with this test and just kind of see how it goes. Yeah, I think he would be the right fill in should a fill in be needed for St. Pete. Obviously, we're two and a half weeks away also from St. Pete, so it's going to be it's going to be tough. But that being said, you know, let's not tell drivers, oh, you can't ride a bike anymore or something like that. These guys are allowed to train in the offseason. They're allowed to go mountain biking. They're allowed to go motorcycle riding unless it's in their contract. You know, obviously, if that was the case, that'd be a different story. And I don't know. But the only thing I do know is I did. So today's Tuesday afternoon. I talked to him, David last night, Monday night, mm-hmm. and said the pain is significantly better than it was the first couple of days post-surgery, which having had multiple hand and wrist surgeries, I totally understand. It's yeah, like I said, it's going to be tight, but he's in much better spirits than he was last week when him and I were were trying to figure out if he was going to record with us last week or not. And so, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. I mean, do you remember when Juan Pablo Montoya broke his, did something to his shoulder? I think when he was driving for McLaren and F1 playing, and I'm using air quotes here, tennis. I do not. Okay. Well, (laughs) it's never been confirmed, but everyone believes he was riding a motorcycle and fell off of that or like dirt biking or something. Yeah. But he said he was playing tennis, and that's how he hurt himself. He missed some races there, I think, in 2005, or was it 2006? Either one. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's not what happened with David. He was actually training on a mountain bike. 
next piece of news that we kind of I don't know, I guess we could have expected this, but it's still always nice to to see is that um, Takuma Sato is going to be back in this year's Indy 500 in the, what is it, number 75 car, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, number 75 Honda for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, powered by Amada, I think is the name of the company, Amada America. It's some kind of a machine tool manufacturer and supplier in the sheet metal industry. And so I guess it was a primary sponsor for the number 30 at Barber last year. Okay. This is the first time they're going to be in the 500, but always good to see Takuma back in the field. And the other piece of news involving him that I just saw come out actually today, Tuesday, as we're recording this, is he's going to take on this executive advisor role at HRC, the Honda Racing Corporation. It makes so sense. I have some quotes to read from him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like what Toyota did with Kamui Kobayashi, who kind of got a, you know, management role stuff like that but so obviously takuma started by winning well i think came on people's radar by winning the british formula 3 championship in 2001 and then he started with jordan in 2002 and they had honda mugen engines i think at that point maybe it was just honda but um then he drove for like bar honda and all that kind of stuff super agree but his quotes are essentially that he is proud to have been appointed an executive advisor. It represents his bond with Honda, who has supported him realizing his dreams for so many years. And he's going to pass on skills and experience that he has amassed to future generations. said, I will still be a challenger and continue to take on new challenges together with Honda and HRC without losing the spirit of no attack, no chance. Through such challenges, I will strive to contribute to the further advancement of Honda motorsports activities. So it sounds like he's going to do some cool stuff regarding driver development. And then also, I guess, strategies regarding what programs Honda will pursue inside and outside of Japan, like race entry plans and the operational structure for racing activities. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I do think, eh, I I don't know if it's going to be this year, early next year, sometime, but we will see Honda enter a different motorsports program that they are not currently in wink wink nudge nudge you should be able to read between the lines yeah i i think so um well i'm not gonna say i think so um we would be excited for that but i also think this might represent a good an ally within honda's racing arm or IndyCar, right? Say as long as IndyCar kind of continues on the trajectory that Honda wants to see, I think Takuma would be someone who would advocate for them staying in that series as an engine manufacturer. Yeah, sorry, that's me texting Frenchie on on what topics we're going to cover next. So if you hear the ding, I'm not editing it out because I have too much to do this week. That being said, I need to just change my AirPods again, so then you can't hear those. You can, there, there's a way to, if you go into your notification settings, you can turn that off on your laptop if that's where it's dinging. That way, like, you'll still get the, like, text message, but it doesn't, like, make the sound. I just put it on Do Not Disturb, so we'll yeah, see how this it. goes for now. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's next? All right. So 
this was, I guess, the other piece of big news. Uh, IndyCar is moving the 2024 season finale from downtown Nashville to Nashville Super Speedway. This was, I guess, mostly due to, let's see, construction on the new Titan Stadium. Essentially, Scott Borchetta, who is the uh, chairman of the Big Machine label group and I guess yeah. kind of the big promoter of this event, said that it would interfere with stuff. Um, with several key locations around the stadium not available, as in years past with the proposed course changes to run through the streets of downtown Nashville, we simply don't have the proper space needed by the race teams nor the proper access for downtown businesses and residences to execute the world-class event that's expected by our, our amazing fans, IndyCar teams, and sponsors. So they essentially made the the decision to move the race rather than have it on a, I don't know, some kind of significantly altered or bastardized version of the NASCAR yeah. street course that we know. And I don't see really a problem with that. Uh, there was a lot of criticism of IndyCar and there was a lot of praise for IndyCar because everyone's like, oh my God, Nashville Super Speedway. Yes, you're going back to another yeah. oval. I think finale on an oval, number one, is awesome. That's going to be really cool. We get to return to an oval that, I don't know, when was the last time we were there? Sometime in the IRL days? It's been 17 years, 19 years, something like that. It's been It's been almost 20 years, not quite 20 years though. Yeah, so that's really cool. I understand that there were people who said, hey, IndyCar, you should have seen this coming and not made a big sure, announcement and sure. to do about, oh, Nashville's the new finale and then have this kind of embarrassing change of, oh, actually, wait, we can't do it as we planned. <laughs> yeah, But this is out of their control. Maybe they could have waited to announce it, but I really don't put this on IndyCar. This is construction delays or construction project it's a massive one right it's a football stadium yeah. so maybe they were given assurances that it wouldn't interfere with them and then they had another meeting and it came out that oh actually you it's going to change the way that we have to do things for this year and you can still have the race sure but maybe they don't want to have the race on the terms that would have had to be kind of adjusted or changed modified whatever to have it with these construction changes and i that's fine with me. I think having it on a facility that you know is not going to be altered by construction delays and have problems with parking, fan access, who knows what they would have had. Yeah. Is better than going through the potential like disaster or <laughs> PR negativity that they might have encountered just trying to continue forward with the street course. Just kind of adding on, can you imagine if this if they said, well, let's just see how it goes. And we got to like April or May, like in the season. And they're like, actually, mm -hmm. we have to change it. That would be much more of a PR nightmare. Yeah, you could have said, okay, they, they should have seen it coming. But you weren't, we're not, NF they are not NFL construction, stadium construction experts. I don't know if the people who make the stadiums are even experts because they're always delayed. So you, it is what it kind of just is what it is. You have to just make the best out of the situation they figured out okay listen the nfl isn't we're kind of cooperating with us or the tennessee isn't really cooperating with us the, the titans so let's figure out the next next best solution sure it's 30 miles outside of nashville you'll still have plenty of parties before you know you head to the track for the day or after the track for the day all weekend it'll still be you know really cool. nashville is really fun to go to no matter what that's one 
on kind of my list for the year that I would like to go to anyway, especially now that it's on the oval. I've never been to that oval. So I'm listen, I, I love ovals. That's what I grew up going to, you know, Nazareth and Pocono and X, Y, and Z. I was always going to different ovals as a kid. So it's, you know, those are my favorite races, no matter what. I'm a little curious because Nashville was never the best oval racing back in the day because it's a cement surface instead of asphalt. So it's, you know, it's a different challenge, but I'm still, I'm super pumped. I'm excited. Six out of the last eight races of the year, I think seven out of the last eight, six out of the last eight are oval races, you know, with Mm -hmm. a Milwaukee doubleheader. So should be really exciting. You know, it, it could kind of almost, you know, so at some point we'll get the hybrid that could flip the championship on its head. And then when we kind of have this oval surge at the end, it could flip the championship on its head again in a different way. So it could end up paying off that they have it on the oval, at least for this year or the next couple of years. Obviously, we'll see kind of long term because I think eventually they'll want it back on the street course. Also, if you ask the question, how many years? Is are we going to be on the oval? Is it just this year on some sort of social media? You're going to have your social media account banned because it's literally in every article that every journalist has written about Nashville. So please stop asking that question. And I think that's all I got. I'm very excited. I'm willing to give this a chance. There will be at least one Firestone tire test there. I would imagine because it's a super speedway, they will also do some sort of hybrid test, assuming the hybrid actually does come out this year. I think it's almost a given then you have at least two test days at Nashville. And there'll be, you know, full series or a significant number of teams. So there's not going to be too many people going into a September race blind. I think this, they could actually really make this work because maybe the fans who tended to go to the Nashville street race will be like, wow, I can actually see every single pass that's going on on this oval. Sure. And this is awesome. And I like oval racing now who knows, but also it sounds like, and I I can't say this for certain, but it sounds like Scott Borchetta and the other promoters, whoever makes these decisions said we could do the race on the street course, but we're choosing not to, we're choosing to move it because we want to have the best product possible. That's at least the way they're spinning it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I can believe that, you know, whether or not it's true. <laughs> I, so I really think that people can give IndyCar a break on this. I could totally see as, as we mentioned before, whoever's building the Titan stadium or the Titans themselves. Yeah. Saying, yeah, actually we thought we could do this and work it out, but it's not going to happen because your race is in September and like NFL stuff is going to be happening right then. So I, you know, to blame IndyCar is jumping to a lot of conclusions. I think we just have to be glad that they found something, as you said, before the season started, not last minute. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a, there's a solution. It's not like they deleted a round from the championship. Sure. So it could be a lot worse. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Okay. So one of the quick hits I wanted to just rush through is that we got an announcement of the lineups for the Cadillacs that will be running at Lamar in June. 
Okay. And we've got one of them is the number two Cadillac, which will be driven by Earl Bamber, Alex Lynn, and then Alex Pillow. And then we've also got the number three with Bourdais, Ranger Van de Zanda, and Scott Dixon. So there's two IndyCar guys right there with the Ganassi connections. And then there's a third Cadillac with Pipo Durrani, Jack Aiken, and we don't know the third driver yet. But that's, I mean, to get Scott Dixon, he was at Le Mans before driving the Ford GTs. I don't think Alex Pillow has ever been to Le Mans. So I, I, but I imagine given his speed, if you go look at the lap charts and stuff like that for the Daytona 24, the guy was immediately on it and was really fast. So he's going to be an asset at Le Mans. He's very talented. I think he'll be more than fine. He'll, he'll, he'll do wonders. It's pretty cool. You know, between current IndyCar guys and former IndyCar guys, there's, I don't know, seven or eight. You might see new garden run one of the Penske's. I don't know. He didn't have the strongest Rolex 24 in terms of outright pace. If you look yeah. at the data, but true. It was his first time in the car, so it, yeah, it's not. I'm not saying he's not super talented by any means. So yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's going to get me to tune into maybe the late night, early morning hours more than I typically do for a Le Mans, where I kind of just sleep in a little bit and and catch the first couple hours and the last couple hours. Yeah, it'll be fun to check it out. As long as they're still in the race, I'll definitely be motivated to yes, cheer them exactly. on. Exactly, cool to see yeah. a Cadillac do well at Lamar. I don't really picture them winning, but you know, they could do well. And that's, that's cool. That'd be awesome for them to get a podium at Lamar or something like that. Speaking of Alex Pillow, we saw on Tuesday as we're recording this, his livery released today. It is a twist on the DHL livery that we are familiar with that had been connected with Andretti for so long with Ryan Hunter Ray. And then I guess you could say that it was, Tied to Roman Grosjean, even though I just mostly associate it with Brian Hunter Ray. Yeah, fair, fair. It's a lot more red in the front. The whole front of the car kind of to the side pods is red. And then we've got the kind of traditional yellow. But I think it looks good. It's a little bit of a way to differentiate that, hey, we're DHL, we're still a sponsor, but we're with a different team, different driver now. Yeah, it's different. It's not... Different enough where I'm like, oh my god, it's a brand new livery. It's crazy different. It's just an update. It's fine. I'm ne- I've never been a big fan of the livery. I don't know. I just I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the co- the the color scheme in general. But you know, they've been around for a long time. They do great things with the pride sponsorship in in June. So I'm fully supporting it. Just not that super interested in it. We haven't shouted out Cody on the show for a little while, so I'm going to say, Ugh. Cody, um, I know you have the direct line to the CEO of UPS. <laughs> Tell him we need a brown IndyCar. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Why did we why did we have to talk about him? Because uh, he it's the only why? person I know who works I know. for like a logistics I company. I know, I know why, but why? Okay, okay. Let's talk about the other livery that neither of us like. Yeah. So I have a take on this livery. Uh, I admit that I'm biased, um, but trying to look at it totally objectively, I think it's really ugly. Okay. I just don't think it works at all. And we're talking about the number forty-one prey.com. AJ Foyt Chevrolet that will be driven by Stingray Rob. Um, what do you think of the livery before we move on to a little bit of a a rant? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. It's it's got potential from the from the color perspective. It's like a little too much yellow. Like it was like yellow yellow and black as a, as a combo is is fine. Yeah. Not my favorite. The red at the top, I know, is there for a for Foyt reasons. Just mm-hmm. don't. It's just a little. It's a little basic in terms of the design. It's it's not bad. It's just. It's not that interesting to me. Again, it might look better in person on the renders. Sure. It looks a little sure. mustard yellow rather than like fluorescent yellow. Yeah. But the thing I don't like about it is I think what they could have done is just had a full black car with the red accents and then had pray.com in yellow font. If they really wanted to incorporate okay. yellow and it would have looked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a graphic designer, but that's just my opinion. No, me either. So beyond just the livery itself, um, the idea that there's a sponsor that is pray.com sits a little bit weird with me. I'm just going to say quickly, so I don't hopefully offend a lot of people, but my view on this is that religion, regardless of what religion you practice, is kind of a personal thing and a private thing that is between you, maybe your family, and your religious leader, whether that's a priest, a pastor, a rabbi, an imam, you know, numerous other religions, uh, you can practice however you want but i just think that advertising your religion is just just feels weird to me it's something that i feel like is kind of private like politics we don't want to see someone advertising like their political views on the side of a car that's not what racing is about so you know you're going to alienate someone by posting or not posting by having like this kind of a sponsor on the side of the car and so i'm just not really a fan of it it's just kind of something that i'd rather i mean I'm not, I'm trying not to like judge them. Um, I mean, we've seen, what is it? The, he gets us ads on the NASCAR broadcasts. Yeah. Uh, those are also, I think kind of cringeworthy. Any religion doing them in my opinion would be cringeworthy. 
I don't think you should have to advertise your religion as a sponsor on a race car on on TV. It's that's just really strange to me. But maybe you can say that I'm reacting too emotionally or <laughs> being too critical. Listen, when it when it comes down to it, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you for many reasons. But I do have one question to play devil's advocate, and that's just curious for your take. So we are listen, my wish was for motorsports to be as popular as the NFL, which would mean sponsorship would come a lot easier for people. Are we in a kind of economic time, especially in IndyCar, where if a company come, you know, if you talk to a company or a company comes to you and says, hey, I'm willing to give you $7 million, $8 million. Obviously, there are some kind of moral and ethical dilemmas, not necessarily with like a prey.com, but maybe something that's a little bit more risque or scandalous in some way. I'm trying to like leave this intentionally vague. That would be really bad. Like, I don't know, some sort of company that like, you know, has been involved with, I don't know. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to, I want to leave this vague. You know, could you, let's just say it's a difference between Stingray getting the seat for, you know, $8 million, let's just say, or Stingray not getting the seat at all because he's like, you know, I, I don't want to advertise that on the car. Or Foyt saying, hey, I can get $8 million by signing Stingray, or I can get, you know, $4 million by keeping Ben Peterson. You know, you know, do you know what I'm getting at? Just that, like, yeah, Motorsports can you say no to a sponsor? Yeah. And I I don't think IndyCar is in the position to say no to a sponsor. I, I completely yeah. agree with that. I just want to get this out there that I don't disagree with Christianity whatsoever. Right. Like right. This is like a Christian social networking service and mobile app. It just oh, okay. seems, I don't know, Stingray is very vocal about his religion. And to me, okay. yep. you can practice whatever you like. Uh, that's what I believe you can as long as it doesn't bother anyone else or make anyone else uncomfortable. It's a personal thing that I think you should be able to practice with, you know, your God, God's religious leader, whoever, but to kind of bring it into racing something that's so polarizing. I don't know. I, I mean, I understand why they did it, like you said, otherwise, yeah. how would he get the ride? But that brings us to another question of like, seeing race paying for this ride, does he? deserve an IndyCar seat, but we don't have to get into that. Uh, we'll give him another chance for this season. I just think this is weird. Um, and, you know, I don't hate it. There are, way, there are worse things for sure that could be on the side of a car. There are sure. things that make way more people uncomfortable. And this is not like super uncomfortable. It's not hateful. It's nothing like that. I just don't know why religion needs to advertise. But I think that's something that's probably pretty unique to the United States. And can you imagine, let's say, and we're normalized for this because we live in the United States and it's dominated by a particular religion. Like if another religion had advertisements and how that would make you feel. Yeah. It just, it just wouldn't sit well with you. I don't think it would kind of feel strange. It's something that people maybe should just do on their own. Because if you don't want to have religion and you don't believe in or agree with a certain religion, you shouldn't have to kind of be forced to, I don't know, face it or like think about it. If you don't want to, you can be an atheist or you can be super religious. I don't care. But just that's something that's for you personally.
Yeah, that's fair. What's next? Do we have any? The last thing, I think, yeah. Because now that I've offended everyone, probably. And hopefully (laughs) we both have. I didn't I don't want people who are very religious to feel like I am calling them out or alienating them. I just you know, you you can be religious in your home and in your church and stuff, but like are you super overt about it in your workplace? Probably not. You know, there are just certain places, I think, for these things. And that's that's my only uh real issue with it. That's it. Yeah. Um, we saw the broadcast schedule announced. The Times. I don't know if you want to comment on any of these. The Times, or if you've looked at them, do you want me to read some of them out? If you have, no, them, I have I'm, them up right here. I have my only comment or complaint is one that was in the the podcast group chat earlier. Can can the people who write the press releases for Gateway stop calling it a night race? It's not a night race when it's at 5 p.m. Central Time. It might be dark by the end of the race, but it's not a night race. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and on Saturday, August 17th, which is like we're three hours until the sunset. Probably. Yeah. And it's going to be like 800 degrees, probably. So. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, you know, it's. I think that's really my only complaint per se. The rest is it's, it's pretty similar to last year in terms of timing. So I don't have like. I don't really think I have too much else to add on that one. No, it's interesting, though, that the first Iowa race starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So that's 7 p.m. local. Yeah, good good call. Good call on this one. That's much closer to a night race, I think. You're like, I don't know, anything 7, 8 o'clock is, will probably at least end in the dark. It probably yeah. won't start in the dark, but the sun will be setting. I mean, that Sunday race is at noon, so that's going to be surface of the sun hot but it's also surface of the sun hot and surface of the sun exhausting especially if saturday night's race is chaotic in any way that's going to be a long night slash morning for those crews and the drivers oh i also wanted to note i don't remember if this had been announced i think it may have but in addition to toronto the first milwaukee race is going to be peacock only broadcast yeah i complained about that when when milwaukee got announced Okay, I didn't know if you complained about that. I wasn't yeah. sure. I don't have a problem with that. Um, it's a way I... to get people to subscribe. I mean, they did the NFL did it. Like you get people to buy Peacock and try it out, and then they realize, oh, I like it. I get it. I have Peacock. I'm I'm not going to unsubscribe. You pay five dollars a month. I I know crazy. to watch a racing series that you like. Yeah, insane. I what wow. an idiot. You sold out. I along sold with yeah. all of IndyCar. Yes, I am a shill for IndyCar. I do nothing but promote the positivity of everything they use. It's called supporting the partners of the product that you like. Oh, okay. Um, That being said... So go use Prey.com. Two races on Peacock only (laughs) are just... That was a joke. I don't know. I know. I just don't like it because... I I don't like it. I don't want to get into it now. I'll save it for the summer before you know when we get closer to milwaukee but i'm not a fan of two the number the 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 apparent streaming numbers for these peacock only races are not great so i can see one only or maybe even if you have like indy 500 qualifying on peacock only which would you know anybody Mm -hmm. over the age of 60 who especially if you live in indiana would riot completely but it's almost like instead of blacking out the Indy 500, 
who are Indy 500 qualifying locally, you just put it on Peacock only. I'm not saying do that for the race for obvious reasons because you're trying to hit a much more wide audience for for that race in particular. But I don't know. I just don't like two two races on Peacock only. We don't have I, enough. If it was NASCAR where there's 35 races, uh-huh. two races is a drop in the bucket. Two out of 17 is borderline too many. I honestly am not sure. We'll have to see how this goes, and maybe it'll still perform better. But there's a lot more races on USA, I think, this season. Which Is there? Uh, well, it looks like it. I don't know. Just seeing uh, one, two, three four, five, six on USA. And so those are all on Peacock. I just think Peacock, right? Let's say you don't have cable. It's a consistent place where you can watch every race, regardless if it's on NBC. Changing it between NBC and uh, USA Network, I just wonder how well those USA ones are going to perform because from what I know of USA Network, all they used to show were like Walker, Texas Ranger and Law (laughs) & Order reruns. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, like Monk, it's like random crime shows. Oh, and they played Bones sometime, which is a pretty. Uh, Oh yes, yeah. My sister used to watch that. I haven't seen most of it, but I've seen, I've seen a little bit of it. So it's yeah. Anyway, this reminded me of something though, real quick, actually. No. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. The last piece of news. I think we saw rumors that TNT might be interested in. Buying the rights to IndyCar, Fox, and huh, Fox TNT was what we were talking about in the group chat as a joke. Oh, okay. Well, that would have been better. Fox yeah. is going to do it. Fox is interested. We, Fox, it's just a rumor that Fox is interested. I'm pretty sure you know. Yeah, you're right. I, I confirmed interest. TNT was what we were joking about with Charles Barkley. And, well, I wanted to start that rumor. Too, oh, okay. but sorry, I'm um, an idiot. I was pretending that it was real, but I also. Would love, yeah, Charles Barkley and Shaq to be commentators at IndyCar races. And yes. Fox, I think, I know we did talk about this because opinions about Mike Joy were were raised yeah, yeah, yeah. in the chat. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fox is another network, so I don't think it would make that much of a difference for IndyCar. But I think NBC is a more major mainstream network. Like, it's one of the big three, right? CBS, ABC, yeah. NBC. I mean, we see what CBS does with its product of Formula E, throwing it on CBS Sports of like random. Does that still exist? I I think I have no idea, (laughs) but um, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with the broadcast numbers. Hopefully, they're good because IndyCar needs it to be good to attract a good deal, big partner, and to keep specific partners involved and interested to get their ROI, that return on investment that everybody's looking for. Yeah. Very good point there. I will say the one thing on Fox, I know their broad broadcast is, is not as good as, as NBC by any means, but Fox has Fox sports one, which is a much more popular channel than USA network or anything like that. Agreed. So that is definitely true. You know, there, there, there is that, but you know, we'll, we'll leave that there. We'll save this debate CW. for at some point. Sorry, it's just all going to go to the CW. Yeah, we'll we'll save that this debate for when we start hearing more news and rumors about TV contracts as it gets closer to the end of the season. All right, let's wrap it there. Yeah, NASCAR Sorry races at Atlanta. Anyone? Yeah, you're fine. NASCAR races at Atlanta this weekend. 
F1 comes back in a couple of weeks, probably not going to watch to be totally honest irrelevant. We don't care what, about Bahrain what, testing. Yeah, I don't give I don't I don't give a shit about testing in any series, to be totally honest with you, unless it's like a hybrid test or a tire test at a new track, something that like has some sort of value other than hey our sf24 is on track today look at the new paint scheme okay look at us sandbagging i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day press one if you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes press two we heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.